Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast, this is Dr. Eric Tangumonkem with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Here at IEM Approach, we believe that each person, irrespective of the amount of melanin, they have is uniquely, especially created by God and endowed with unique gifts and abilities. And that each and every one of us has a purpose. Each and every one of us has an assignment and we have what it takes to achieve that assignment. And that's why it's very critical to operate with this understanding and to walk in the truth. I want to thank you for joining us. And the three things I would like you to do for me today, which are very doable. First one is invite other people to join this broadcast, share it. When you're done sharing, subscribe to my YouTube channel. We have a goal of having 100,000 subscribers. You can be one of them. And the third thing I wanted to do for me is to get a copy of this book. It's my book, Racism, Where Is Your Sting? A provocative look at the beginning and the, and the end of racism. We've been going through this book for the past couple of weeks. We are in chapter four. We're looking at the life of Joseph, taking a look at the past to learn from somebody who suffered tremendously in the hands of his own brothers, from somebody who was sold into slavery by his own brothers, from somebody who walked as a slave with no pay, from somebody whose rights were trampled upon, from somebody who was a minority in a society that considered him to be detestable, in a society that walked on him, in a society that enslaved him and used him. Yes, somebody who was wrongfully imprisoned for a crime he did not commit. Yes, somebody who was separated from his family at a tender age. Somebody who spent time, precious time, away from the love of his father. Yes, from somebody who understood what injustice means. From somebody who was betrayed by his own brothers. 
talk of, talk of injustice, you talk of pain, you talk of misery, suffering. Joseph went through it all. How come he was able to rise up above all these trials and tribulations to become the second in command in Egypt? How was he able to forgive the perpetrators of this evil? How was he able to forgive his own brothers who had betrayed him when he was now empowered enough to where he could have easily asked for his brothers to be executed? Where did Joseph get this courage to walk on the higher road? How was Joseph able to emerge victoriously? That's why we're looking at his life. What can we learn from the life of Joseph that will help us combat racism, that will help us stand up against this evil of discrimination, of selfishness, of greed, of wickedness? I've said, and I will say it again, racism is a smokescreen. What is actually happening is a manifestation of the wickedness in the heart of man. Nobody can say, oh, I've lynched this individual. I've wrongfully imprisoned them. I've taken advantage of them. I've enslaved them. Oh, because of their skin color. It's a big lie. What happened to Joseph was not because of his skin color. What happened to Cain, between Cain and Abel, was not because of skin color. It was the wickedness, the jealousy, the hatred, the greed, the selfishness in the heart of the perpetrators. Can anybody in their right mind tell me that they take advantage of other people because of their skin color? Last night I watched the program. It breaked my heart. It breaked my heart. You have these Africans in India. Yes, Africans. Guys from Nigeria. The fake documents bring in girls from Kenya and other African countries into India. They traffic them for sex purposes. Has it got anything to do with skin color? What do you call that? These girls are lured into the sex trade without their knowledge. They promise them, oh, you have a job in India. When they show up, they take away their passports and tell them that because we brought you to this country, we paid your air ticket, we, we, we did this for you, we did that for you, we are giving you accommodation. You owe us this exorbitant amount of money. One of the girls was saying she was owing 270,000 rupees. She had to work that money, sleep with 10 men a day. And the people enslaving her, the people trafficking her, are her fellow Africans. Why? Money, money, money. 
That is why the love of money, the love of money, the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. Africans were yanked from their homes, shipped across the Atlantic to the Americas. Money, free labor, free labor. Let's not get distracted. Let's not get distracted. It's the money. Follow the money. You will know what is actually happening. Follow the money. You understand what is happening. Don't allow the politicians and the mass media to get us distracted. It is the money. When the issue of abolishing slave trade came up, what 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 what, 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 what the, the, the people who were supporting it, what, what were they saying? Oh, the economy, the economy. How what are we gonna do with our free, free labor? How are we gonna run run our our, our Plantations without free labor. Come on. And that is why I'm sick and tired of hearing about racism. Let's talk about the wickedness in the heart of people. Let's talk about the evil in the hearts of people who because of money, who because of greed and selfishness decide to take advantage of other people, subjugate them, make them to be less human so they can turn them into walking machines. That is really what is happening. Has nothing to do with skin color. Nothing, zero. That is why everywhere you have humans, you're going to have this evil being perpetrated because the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? We have gone to the past to look at the life of Joseph. He suffered a lot. However, however, Joseph emerged triumphantly. Why? Because first, he feared God. Secondly, he trusted God. He chose to forgive. And he has a glimpse. He had a glimpse of a bigger picture. <clears throat> you can tell that I am not condoning this evil. And when I'm saying that we should walk in forgiveness, we should trust God and see the big picture, I'm not in any way saying that discrimination, segregation, hatred, greed is to be tolerated. No. Wherever we find it, we call it out and speak against it. Wherever we find it. However, you don't want to become a victim because what keeps most people victimized is the victim mentality. I'm going to be talking about that today. It is not popular, but I will say it. The so-called critical race theory that divides society into the oppressors and the oppressed it's wrong because what they're saying is because somebody is trying to oppress you, 
your circumstances call the shots. I'm here to say no. Your circumstances don't call the shot because there's always a game changer in your circumstances as the life of Joseph demonstrates to us. Yes, Joseph was enslaved. Yes, he was betrayed. Yes, he was living in a system that was set up to take advantage of him. However, Joseph was able to rise up above those circumstances because he was not on his own. He activated the spiritual dimension of his life. And that is why those who are propagating that we are at the mercy of some oppressors is because they are not spiritually minded. They are not spiritually minded. What they believe is that we are just a result of some cosmic accident. They believe that we evolved from, from some uh, 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 apes and, and uh, we have no creator. Yes, if, if, if that is all that is in life, then the oppressed and the oppressors, that such scenario doesn't change. But with God, God involved in your life, I can assure you, nothing can stop you. As you're going to see, Joseph was not stopped because of his circumstances. No, he had a dream. He started with a dream and that dream had to be fulfilled. And all of us have a dream. All of us have gifts. All of us have talents. And that is why today I'm talking about living above your circumstances. It's very easy to blame everybody. Joseph refused to play the blame game. We are looking at your past circumstances and your present circumstances. You are not at the mercy of your circumstances. If you forget everything I've said today, remember this. Next time you are tempted to complain, to give excuses, to whine and grumble, remember you are not at the mercy of your circumstances. None of us is at the mercy of our circumstances. That is why it is written, be you transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. What you believe is more important than the circumstances that you find yourself inside. If you believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, you are going to keep going no matter what is thrown at you. But when you start believing the lie, that because of the pigmentation of your skin, there is something wrong with you, you are in deep trouble. Your circumstances are not going to stop you. See, Joseph was enslaved, but his spirit was free because he refused to obey the dictates of the wife of his owner. Remember, he was owned by this, fam by, by, by this couple. He had no right as a slave. And when the woman wanted to sleep with him, he refused. Why did he do that? Because he understood that, yes, I'm a slave on the outside, but in the inside, I know who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm not going to let my circumstances dictate how I walk. That is, has to be your attitude if you want to win. Although one would have expected Joseph to comply because he was owned and had no right to say no. He understood who the true master was. He knew that even if I'm in chains on the physical, I'm free in my spirit, man. Because what happens on the outside is driven by how you think, it's driven by what you believe. And that's what I'm trying to say here today that you must have the right belief system. If you change your externals and you don't change your internal, you are not going to make any progress. The person 
calling the shots was God. That is why it is recorded that God was with Joseph in Potiphar's house. God was with Joseph in the prison. You know, even in prison, Joseph did not allow himself to be depressed. He still excelled because God was with him. Joseph understood that with God in control, his circumstances were not supposed to take charge. Can you imagine Joseph is wrongfully accused and imprisoned and in prison, in prison, he is the one bringing hope to his fellow prisoners. He did not sit down and say, oh, poor me, oh, poor me. I've been wrongfully accused and I, 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 I refuse to commit sin. Instead of being rewarded, I'm dumped into prison. Can you imagine that? I mean, some of you are angry with God because you, you, you applied for that contract and, and it didn't go through. Some of you are angry with God because you've been looking for a child and you don't have. Some of you are angry with God right now because you're unemployed. Some of you are angry with God right now because of X, Y, or Z. You don't earn any right to be angry with God. God is always with you. He's, he's cooking up something better for you. Joseph understood that. That's why even in prison, we are told, he excelled to the point where he was put in charge of the prisoners. And one morning, two of the prisoners, he saw them, they were downcasted. They were worried. They were disturbed. Joseph didn't say, oh, I have my own problems. I'm going to focus on me. No, he reached out to these two prisoners and come to, 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 to know of it. These are the prisoners that will connect him to Pharaoh and he'll be released from, from, from prison at the appointed time and become the prime minister of Egypt. Don't be walking around with your head down. Lift up your head for your salvation is of the Lord. Your circumstances should not dictate your actions. You see, many people blame their circumstances and other people for why they're not doing well. It's easy. Now, tell me, when you blame other people and you blame your circumstances, how does that help you? How does self-pity help you? How does blaming other people help you? I want to know. Please put it in the comments. When you blame other people, how does that move you from point A to point B? I want to know. I want to know. Those who are stoking, stoking the flames of, of, of hate, stoking the flames of, 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 of unforgiveness, stoking, stoking the, the, the flames of, of destruction, how is that helping us move forward? Please don't get me wrong. I didn't say the atrocities were not committed. I didn't say what, what, what has been done in the past or what has been, is happening right now is right. I didn't say that. Joseph reminded his brothers, look, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold. Yes, evil has been committed. Wrong has been done. I'm not justifying it. I'm condemning it. It's wrong. It's evil. It's wickedness. However, do you want to empower your perpetrators? Do you want to empower those that have hurt you by, 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 by resorting to hate and anger and bitterness and resentment? That is the path to death. If you want to rise up, you don't fight evil with evil. You fight evil with good. You fight hate with love. You fight darkness with light. That is how you win. That is how we must win. Is very important. 
You know, this attitude of blaming other people and your circumstances will keep you grounded for life because you are at the mercy of those people. You are at the mercy of your circumstances. When you allow other people and your circumstances to take the upper hand in your life, you have relinquished control. You've relinquished control and will become trapped in the prison of your own making. This is a type of prison that is almost impossible to escape from because you've locked the door and thrown away the keys. Oh, I'm like this because they did this to me. I'm like this because they took this away from me. I'm like this because they, they called me this name. I'm like this because they did that. I'm like this because they did this to my grandparents. I'm like this because they did this. It's them. It's them. It's them. What are you doing? Do you know your assignment? Do you see the bigger picture? Your circumstances are not supposed to limit you. Don't let anybody tell you that. You can rise up above your circumstances. No wonder people like Frederick Douglass, even when uh, things were really tight, even when uh, slaves were not allowed to read, he still looked out for a way to read. Please don't tell me everybody cannot become like him. No, I'm talking about you. Take care of you first. We're going to... Spend a whole episode talking about you. It's easy to hide behind other people. What are you doing as an individual? You take care of you first. You take care of you first. Don't say us. You were born alone on one particular day. You were not born together with somebody. All of us are different. We are unique. And that's why everybody has their own fingerprint. You have to know you and do you. It's very important. Don't, don't allow anybody to group you under some particular group and treat you as, as if that is where you have your identity. No, your identity is found in Christ. And that is why in Christ, there's neither Jew, there's no gender, there's no male, there's no female. We are one. That is where you should be pointing to. Don't let people divide you and put you in this group, put you in that group, use and manipulate and subjugate you. You are not a product of your circumstances, you have to allow it to happen. If you say no, you're going to rise above your circumstances as Joseph did. Do not allow your circumstances or what other people have done to you to become your reality. Joseph refused to allow the wickedness of his brothers to limit him. There is always another reality. And that is the reality I'm talking about today. And that is the God's reality. Knowing that God is with you no matter what is more than anything else. You have to understand that. With God with you, he is always going to make a way out. With God on your side, you can never be defeated. With God on your side, you can never be defeated. And that is why if you have not yet been reconciled to God, if you have not yet been connected to God, if you don't know Jesus as a personal Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity to do so. It's very simple. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. Acknowledge your need for God. You understand the guilt, the, the, the pain, the misery that you are going through. Go to God. Tell him, Lord, I'm sorry. Yes, I failed. I failed you. But I, 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 want, I want the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from sin. Acknowledge that you, have se- you, you are a sinner. Why? Because it is written, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. And the sad thing is what? The wages of sin is death. Physical and spiritual death. This is the opportunity to come clean. But the good news is what? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
The free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all sin. All what you need is to do what? Apply the blood in your life. Cry out to God, Lord, have mercy on me. Forgive me of my sin. Make me your child. Ask Jesus to come into your life and repent of your sins. Make a U-turn. Pursue God. Spend time in the word of God. Get to know him and your life is going to be changed. I'm talking about you. Not about the group. Take care of you first. All the momentary setbacks are just launching paths and stepping stones to better things. We saw in the, in the life of Joseph, he had a dream. His brothers figured out he was going to be their leader. They didn't want it. They were jealous. They were, they, they were envious of him. They said, we're going to kill this guy. We're going to destroy him. But everything they, do, they did was taking him closer to his dream. They sold him in, in slavery. The wife of his slave master lied. He was dumped in prison, and it was in prison that he met the, the, the Pharaoh's official. Thou will announce him to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh will call him out of prison to make him prime minister in Egypt. So no matter what you're going through right now, remember, God is positioning you for promotion. I want to read this uh, uh, passage from Romans to you about the love of God and God being with us at all times. It's important you understand this. So that no matter what is thrown at you, you shake it off, rise up, and walk in victory. What then shall we say in response to all this? If God is for us, who can be against us? Who, who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all? How will he not along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now God has demonstrated his love for us. By sending his son to die on the cross already. He loves us so much that while we are yet sinners, he sent his son to die on our behalf. We are so precious in God's sight that he decided to take that risk and bore the, the, the punishment for our sins. Now, shall trouble, shall trouble separate us from the love of God? Or hardship? Or persecution? Or famine? Or nakedness? or danger, or sword? Do you, should I list those things again to you? Trouble? You name it. Hardship? Yeah, hardship. Things are not going well. Things are just tough with you. Joseph went through all this. Persecution? Famine? Nakedness? Or danger? Or sword? What is it you are dealing with right now? Those things cannot separate us from the wrath of God. As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Talk of being a minority. Talk of being oppressed. However, no, in all these things, all these things means what? In all these troubles, 
hardship, nakedness, persecution, famine, danger, sword, you name it. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through God who loves us. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, neither the past nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else, anything else, in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen to that. There is nothing, nothing, no human being, no system, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves you. You should understand that. And if God loves you, he's going to be watching out for your best interest. And that is why it is written that. If God, who did not spare his son, but gave him up for us, how much more alongside with him will he give us all other things? Are you getting me? Do you understand the love of God? Do you understand how much God loves you? Do you understand? Do you understand the plans God has for you? Do you understand? Stop looking on the outside. Stop focusing on the persecution. Stop focusing on the hardship. Stop focusing on, on, on the demons. Stop focusing on the angels. Stop focusing on, on whatever. And focus on the love of God. No, God loves you first. He has already paid the utmost price for you. And there is nothing else compared to the life of Christ. Christ is even interceding for you before God. Get excited. Joseph understood the love of God. That is why in prison, he excelled. In slavery, he excelled. He excelled no matter his circumstances. I don't care what you, you are going through right now, where you've been. You need to rise up and embrace the love of God and walk in victory. Stop complaining. Stop making excuses. Run into God and your life will be turned around. It's very, very important. We live in a day, an age, when people are selling half-truths. I'm trying to use darkness to fight darkness. It's not going to work. You need to be different. You've been set free. He that the son of man has set free is free in it. You are not oppressed. You are not oppressed. You've been set free. You are free. You need to believe that to walk in freedom. No matter what you've been through, and are going through right now, you can choose to focus on God's love or the enemy trying to destroy you. Stop listening to those who are telling you, oh, some are oppressing you. Having under operation, God is preparing you for bigger things. The good news is that you have the ability to choose God's love because it never fails. God's love was with Joseph at all times. And that enabled him to rise up above his unfavorable circumstances and fulfilled his dream. I don't know. I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know how difficult things they are, 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 are with you right now. But what we've heard today 
is that nothing can separate you from the love of God. And with the love of God, you are more than conquerors. You are more than conquerors. You should hear that when you get up each day. And that is why when I started this conversation, I said, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus. I believe the word of God as, 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 as written in the Bible. That is my vintage point. That is where I'm coming from, uh, talking about this issue of racism that we've all sinned. And given the right circumstances, all of us will be greedy. All of us will take advantage of other people. It happens in marriages. It happens all over the world when you have people. Have you repented of your sins? Have you been reconciled to God? Are you walking in accordance with the word of God? Are you walking in obedience? Or are you walking in the flesh? Or you are allowing greed and selfishness, the love of money, to drive you, to take advantage of other people? What is driving you? Are you walking in love? Jesus said, all oh, the commandments have been summed up just in two. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. What is driving you? Hate? Bitterness? Resentment? Unforgiveness? What is driving you? When you look at other God's uh, uh, creation, when you look at other people that God has created, do you see the image of God in them? Are you still walking in blindness? It's high time to choose the love of God and walk in victory. Thank you so much for watching. So far, we've seen four areas that Joseph has taught us some very important lessons. Fear God, walk in obedience, walk in forgiveness, have a look at the big picture, and now you are not at the mercy of your circumstances. Excuses, blaming and complaining don't help. We're going to continue next time as we keep looking at the life of Joseph and the lessons he has to teach us. Please don't forget to share this broadcast. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel and get a copy of this book. It's going to change your life. You shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. God bless you.